and welcome to the second episode of Corridor of Uncertainty. I'm Ben, and I am today joined by uh, Luke. Yep. Uh, welcome back to the second episode, the first almost uh, more gamey episode we've said, isn't it? Yeah, that we reviewed all the uh, weekend's results uh, in the Premier League and all over the place, really. Uh, and now we are going to get into some transfers. We are. Today we're going to be looking at the January transfer window just gone and talking about the best and worst signings I that we both have sort of guessed, I guess. Uh, but just before we carry on, I just want to check in that I got my prediction right. Oh, yeah. Bev. <laughs> first <laughs> one ever. First prediction. Oh, doesn't count. It doesn't count. Wasn't wasn't in the leaderboard, so it is a oh. completely relevant. But I mean, early bragging rights, mind games have started. Yeah, um, well, that's why I just thought I'd chuck it in there because we're also going to be making some uh, game predictions for the top five games for the weekend. Yeah, so that's, I think that's what we plan. Every every midweek episode, we'll predict games for the weekend. Yeah, and sort of yeah. get a table going on that. But we'll do that towards the end. I guess I guess that means my my latest prediction doesn't count for certain because we haven't got a table. Hey. However, we have got a Twitter now, so we are. Yes, very good point. Um, <laughs> it is uh, the uh, at is a bit of a weird one. <laughs> I think it. What is it? Cor- cor- at corridor of, and then it's U N C E two. Corridor un- un- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so please follow there. Give it a follow. Because uh, no one's answering my tweets. I am. <laughs> you are. So, and some bloke called Gary is also answering my tweets, <laughs> whoever that is. Um, Actually, how, how are you, Luke? How you been? I'm great. Um, not really up to much. Enjoying the uh, Weetabix tweets. I don't know if you've seen them. I am. <laughs> They're very random. But that's very, very enjoyable. But other than that, just getting ready for this. I saw, you mum, I saw your mum this morning. Did you? Yeah. Where were you? She's having it. She's taking the dog for a walk, and I, I just, I drove past her. I don't know if she saw me, but I saw her. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> don't want to uh, sound like a weirdo, but you know. <laughs> right. Let's. Uh, right, should let's, we jump in then? Let's jump into this. Oh, and also the uh, Man City game is on against Swansea in the FA Cup. We'll. That's on in the background, so we'll keep an eye on that. Eh? Updated um, any changes to that. Yep. Right. So, shall we start with uh, your first best? Well, top three. One of your best. Right. I'm going to start for this one. Get it out of the way early. I'd say it's up there with the best transfer in history. Oh. Um, Charlie Austin's joined QPR on loan. For goodness' sake. Um, which. Sounds <laughs> sounds like it's not a great signing, but it is because when I read through it, as soon as when he came, I was a bit skeptical. He's not really been playing. He's thirty-one. Yeah, he scored goals in the past, but can can he do it for us now? Although it's obvious improvement on what we've got already. But since he has joined, literally the second he walked through the door, the fans are just like much more positive. The atmosphere is just change completely it's just flipped it's like he's been on twitter and instagram saying that he loves the club and it's great it's just a great time um and then on the pitch it's also quality as well with he scored two in five which is okay 50 got his 50th goal in a 2-1 win against watford and That's a big game big game that was a big game uh and since he's joined we've won four in five and previous to that we've won four in 22 Ah. So it's had a massive impact and you can just see on the pitch as well, like the the other strikers and the whole team have got a bit more direction. He's like a leader on the pitch. Uh, and I, in the dressing room, I can't imagine how much it's helped, but it just, it's lifted the club so much. Yeah. That it, but, so even though it's not, it's not like your, your marquee signing that everyone's talking about, but in terms of the difference he's made, it's absolutely incredible. Right. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> There you go. Well, I, guess, I can't. I can't see that being beaten, to be honest. So we might as well end it there. And that's the end. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think it's a decent signing, like you say, is a a big player to a, a struggling, if I'm allowed to say that, club yeah, at the not, moment. Not for, not for long, but not for. 
in the Champions League in two seasons. Trust me. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm I'm pleased that you've you've managed to wrangle him back. How yeah, much definitely. do you know? How what was the initial figure? Oh, he's only on loan. Right. But uh, I don't know if I I'm not sure if we'll be able to afford his wages next season. But uh, oh. it's 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 a bit, we needed somebody to score goals. We were in trouble looking at the bottom three. Definitely. And that sort of just, even though we're still looking down a little bit, it's just made us feel a bit more safe. So even though it's only a, like a short-term fix, possibly, it's just like a bit of safety. And yeah. Oh, right. Well, that's good then. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go with my one of my top three then. Go for it. Uh, Dominic Sabozlai has joined oh. RB Leipzig from RB Salzburg. For eighteen million pounds, and I really think that's a good signing, honestly. Which also yeah, also worries me though, because we've got to play uh, Leipzig in the Champions League in a few weeks or like next week. I can't remember when it is, but he's twenty years old and he's got nine goals and eleven assists in the first half of this season. Is that for that's for Salzburg? That's yeah. for Salzburg, yeah. Which is mental, really. Yeah. I've seen I've seen a couple of clips of him, and he's prone to a bit of a wonder goal by the looks of it. Yeah, I watched him against Atletico Madrid as well in the Champions League, which is another point for why he's a good signing because he's got the Champions League experience. Yeah, and he looked very good. Um, I do. Yeah, I just looking at their their like to go second in the in the Bundesliga now, seven points off five. It's just that's. So, yeah, it's a bit of a focus. Can they replicate what they did in the Champions League last year? Exactly. Well, especially how he uh, he can play centre-attacking mid and he can play on the left, I believe. But it's just how... It's just a bit more depth, isn't it, really? If you want to challenge, you need a bit more depth. And I like yeah, I, I like Forsberg and I think Nkunku plays Cam as well. But I just think this guy looks pretty good, really. Especially He's only 20, so he's got a lot of time to grow into yeah. a... A big, big player. Yeah, I think a lot of clubs are looking at him, but obviously it helps with the uh, the, the Red Bull sort of link. Link is a very, very good chain that's going on there. Yeah, I saw Arsenal and Dortmund are interested, so they've done well considering. I'd say they're probably the smaller, smaller club out of the three. Yeah, yeah. Money talks. It does. Um, right. Uh, are we are we going on to a bad one? Yeah, now? we'll go on a bad one. We'll we'll alternate. Right. For all of my bad ones, I sort of said that they're not really bad. They're not bad players. I, I said I've basically gone. This is why I don't think the fit is good enough. Yeah. But um, right, the first one is Josh Madger. Right. Uh, he's joined Sunderland. No, yeah, no, no. He's joined Fulham on loan. <laughs> <laughs> he's joined Fulham on loan with the option to buy for nine million. Right. Which I think that deal, it, the option to buy for nine million, is quite. A, I think that could be really, like, a, a, in a long term signing, that could be really strong. Yeah, very but good. I just don't think it's what Fulham need. Right, like, they need goals. They play decent enough football. They just need someone that's like what you expect of Mitrovic. That's going to be in the box. He's just going to finish the chances and just going to put the ball in the net. And I don't think you need a young kid who's. Got no minutes in the Premier League until this weekend where he played like 12 or something for Fulham. Yeah. It's, so he's got no experience in the Premier League. This is the highest level he's ever played at. Yeah. And it's just, it's not the instant fix, like like a Charlie Austin, for instance, <laughs> um, that they needed. I think this season he's played, he's started 11, he's played 17, he's scored two, and his XG is 3.1. Right. Um, last season he played 21. And scored six, which is not that bad. And he did only start six games. However, he did score a hat trick in one of those. So realistically, he scored three. Did eight, and it doesn't quite outside of a hat trick. Yeah. Um, but I know Fulham wanted Josh King, and I think that's who they were really pushing for. And then uh, obviously Everton got in. So yeah. once they couldn't get that over the line, they were just like, "Oh my, where can we go?" So yeah, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad signing. I just don't think it's. An, an instant fix is going to, not going to help them push on straight away um, and I don't think it will help them keep him up he might score three or four goals before the end of the season and I think he'll probably tear up the championship 
next season if they if they do do the option to buy. Well, hopefully, he can... I think that probably is his level. He's not quite good enough for the the Premier League at the moment. He's not quite good enough for the league league and maybe he's okay there. But the cha- championship probably because he tore up League One a few years ago with Sunderland. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. No, not the worst, I'm just but not what they need. I'm just reading on him now, and he he was obviously in France for part of it, part of this season. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to have the best goals to game ratio for a striker. Yeah. Definitely not. Really, not ideal. But you know, I do. I don't think he's been able to hold hold down a first team place long enough to be fair to him. But obviously, there's a reason for that. So. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. So, I'll go with one of my worst. And it's uh, somebody we talked about the other day on Sunday. Olivier Nchamp. Oh, almost almost ran down, but I didn't. You didn't. Just before I carry on, I just want to say that we really struggled to think of bad signings. Again, because none of these players are bad, but it's just more about not the right fit. Yeah, yeah. Not the right right time. Not the right... Not what the club needs. Yeah. Just the the sort of the worst of a good bunch rather than the best of a bad bunch. I've not written much for this just because I think it speaks for itself. He's just not wanted by his manager there. Yeah, I, I think he might have left. I think I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I saw that he's left. But, I think um, he has resigned. I think he has. But even still, it's just not what it's not not the start you want to get off to, is it? Really, really not. Um, no. I think it's but just... yeah, in terms of in terms of going into a club, and you could look worst possible start before you've even kicked a ball, it's just... and it's, it's there's nothing worse that can happen. Really. Exactly, like we said the other day, his confidence will just be completely like hit by it. He, like he signed, you know, this is a good move for him to get out of well Celtic. Like, not saying Celtic are bad by any means, but you know, if you want to progress a bit more, going to Marseille, one of the better teams in France is a good signing. He's French, of course, which is a, which is also a, a, an added bonus, you know, always nice to get back to your home. But, uh, his manager just comes out, says, I didn't want to sign this dude. It's just yeah. not what you want to see. <laughs> I think as well, I, I think I saw, I can't remember, this might be wrong, but I, I think he did like an interview that said, basically he had said he was a, I don't know if he's had a PSG fan or in it, as a kid. He basically said he had like some sort of affiliation with PSG, which is not what you want to really say if you're joining Marseille, right? And he, I think he said Villas-Boas maybe did that as a bit of revenge. Yeah, which is a bit, um, it, which is stupid. But also in the first place, don't say that you like PSG if you're joining uh, a rival. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a tip for anyone joining Marseille in the future. Yeah. Um. Again, yeah, I think it's, it's clever to, to have signed him. He's a player who can play across the midfield by the looks of things. But I just don't think it was... It's not gone very well. It was a good... could argue it's a good yeah. signing, especially with... I don't know if Luke's included him, but somebody else called Sanson's gone off to Villa. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much a replacement for him, basically, isn't it? But uh, I just feel bad for the guy, really. I think Boas could have sorted himself out a bit better. Yeah, but I think and Chum's happy to be there. So, well, well done to you. Yeah. If you're listening. Hopefully, it can and it can only get better. Hopefully, to be honest. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Um, right, I'll go uh, back back to the best ones. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm diving into the championship again. Uh, I've gone for Connor Hurhan on loan to Swansea. Yeah, again, just a loan. Um, be a lot of loans this, this summer. Uh, this there January. was a lot of loans. And I- a lot of loans with options to buy as well. Yeah. Um, just because no one's got money now, I guess. Um, but yeah, I just thought it, this signing was a real statement of intent. I think Swansea are third now, or at least they're in the top three. Um, they're playing right now. They're playing really good football. Um, Steve Cooper has got them playing. They've got some quality players. There's uh, Mark, I think it's Mark Gooey from Chelsea. He's quality at the back. Yep. Um, yeah. Got Jake Bidwell and Ryan Manning, formerly of QPR. How did I know you'd uh, bring him up? Yeah, Manning's starting at the moment, but I think he can't even get in ahead of Jake Bidwell at the moment. Anyway, 
irrelevant. Um, this signing, I think, yeah, just like real statement saying, well, we're going for this uh, promotion this season. It's not, we're not here by, by yeah. luck. And I think it was mainly, the, mainly signed because uh, they had Morgan Gibbs White on loan at the start of the season. And I think he played five games and then got a big injury, just got back to fitness. And then Wolves have called him. Yes. Um, which I think is a bit annoying. I think Wolves, Wolves have lack in depth, so I think they have to do it. But it's just a bit annoying for for someone who... I, I wanted to see Gibbs White really have a week-in, week-out games for Swansea and see what he's got. Because at Wolves, even now, he'll get game time, but he's going to just get 10 minutes at the end of every game and yeah, a couple of starts here and there. But if he'd say that Swansea's at the end of the season, he, he would have been getting a lot more experience. Yeah. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's an upgrade on that. He's more experienced. Yep. Um, probably a bit more technical maybe yeah he's, he's scored three goals in three games off the starts so we started really well I think he's definitely Premier League quality I think it's a real steal um, he's played four games in the Premier League this season um, before only 225 minutes he's got one goal and one assist uh, last season he was pretty pretty regular in the Villa team he started 18 times three goals five assists only Grealish had more assists than him last season not bad but more importantly his championship championship stats from the previous two seasons were incredible especially the the uh, last Villa one I think when they went up yeah he was uh, he scored seven goals which was third for Villa in that season and he got 11 assists um, which is just quality um, he can and then the season before that I think he, he must uh, he's playing more of like an attacking role he's got only got two assists but he scored 11 goals uh, in 41 games, and that was his that was his full two first full season from Villa after joining from Barnsley. Um, he can play anywhere in the midfield, like a, a defensive midfielder. He can play as a number ten. I think number eight is his best position where he can just turn, see the game, and play a ball. Yeah. Um, but the mo- be- the best stat, like if anyone, if any player has this stat about them, I just instantly like them. He scored in the he scored in League Two, League One, the Championship, and the Premier League. So if you can do that. You're a good player in my book. Not bad. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think he'll he is really going to keep Swansea up there for the rest of the season. I think it's them, Norwich, and Brentford, three teams at yeah, the moment that look like fighting out for the top two at least. And then which one of them drops into playoffs? Then it's anyone's yeah. game. I think that's a smart yeah. signing as well. It's uh, it's it's on on loan as well, which is good because I know a lot of Villa fans still like uh, Hurahan and. Yeah, I just don't think he fitted in the system, especially now they've got Barkley on loan. Well, so that sort of and they've signed Sanson as well, haven't they? So even yeah, more, so even more con- competition, but it's good. Um, all right, I'll go on to my next one. Uh, Papu Gomez signed for Sevilla from yeah. Atalanta, not Atlanta, mm-hmm. but uh, I think this is a brilliant signing, especially. It was cheap. It was well, less than it? five mil, which is mental considering he is arguably one of the better players from, from Syria. Yeah, definitely. Last season when Atalanta were firing, he was like a big well, part of it. He was a big part of them getting to the quarterfinal of the Champions League. And he's just, he just seems very, very talented. He, He's he's only played ten games this first half of the season. Not, I think he had a bit of a falling out. With yeah, the he fell out with the manager Gasparini, and he hasn't played since the sixteenth of December. But he managed to play ten games beforehand and managed four goals and two assists, so six overall contributions. Yeah, which is pretty good by my by my understanding. Uh, He's overall got 50 goals and 62 appearances, assists in 220 appearances. And he can play as a second striker, a left winger or a cam, which I believe that's where he plays most of the time. Uh, he's also scored already for Sevilla on his debut. But Good start. considering he's 32, to pay five million, it's just it just seems quite smart to me, really. Yeah, get get a good few seasons out of quality, yeah. and that will be him done. But and Sevilla are doing they're quite they're doing very well at the moment. They, they're poor, but they're very close to well, Atletico. No, nobody's catching but, them, in my opinion. But I was playing around with them, 
Sevilla are all pretty close. They've together, got a game in hand on Real Madrid, and they are already four points behind. So, you know, and their striker—I don't know what his name is—I've forgotten, but he's doing pretty mental at the moment. But it's just a—it's just—it's just a good signing because he'll fit right in, like in that team. I can just see it. Yeah. Uh, similar, to, like I don't know. I I'm just making the connection because he's Argentinian. Because when they used to have uh, a Benega, yeah, sort of, he was that Argentinian-shaped creative player hole. Yeah, hundred percent. I just I don't know if they. I don't think they play necessarily the same position, but it's almost like filling in that gap, isn't it? Because he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. But it's just somebody to provide a few more goals, really, a bit more central because they've got some good wingers over at Sevilla. But I just think it's a a really good signing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, back into the place you don't want to be. I've gone for William Jose, uh, who's gone to Wolves on loan with an option to buy for eighteen million. 18. Um, Jeez. I just think it was a bit of a panic buy. Uh, they needed a striker because Jimenez is injured, and they just don't have that. Threat in the middle of the middle of the front line, basically. Mm. Um, and prior to this season, I might have said this was a quality signing. Last season, he got eleven goals and one assist, which in uh, thirty-seven games was not bad. I think his xG was ten point four, so he outscored his xG. Um, but this season is the worst of his last three. He's not in great form this season. Um, where have I written it down? I don't know, but he's not in great form no. this season. Um, and the main thing I bring up about XG is because Wolves don't play the most attractive football. It's very much quick on the break. If you see a goal that they score, it looks good because they just absolutely just race forwards. But they don't create that many chances. No. And I think why Jimenez is so cr- crucial for them is because he's so clinical. Uh, he's outscoring his XG by a mile. Yeah. Um I think by three goals last, he got 17 goals and six assists last year and his XG was 14.7. And this season, he only, he's only played 10 games, he's only got four goals, but he got 2.4 XG. So he's always outscoring what is expected of him. So he's taking chances that aren't even real goal-scoring opportunities. Um, and I just don't think William Jose is capable to do that. And it's, this season, he's played 13, he's only scored three, he's got one assist. And his XG is 4.3. So he should have been scoring 1.3 more goals than yeah. he has. And that's the opposite to what Jimenez is doing regularly. I think as well with, um, with Wolves as well. They seem to have had a bit of... Well, they've obviously had a crisis in the attacking department of the team. Like Jimenez is is a very good striker. And they started off by recalling Patrick Catrone from loan, I believe. But he's already gone again, I believe. Yeah, I, I did write that. I, I had that. It is an upgrade on him because he's that Cadrone has been awful whenever he's played for Wolves. So it's definitely an upgrade yeah. on that. But I just don't think I was looking at uh, an alternative who they could have signed. Um, Milik's gone on loan from Napoli to Marseille with a 12 million option mm. to buy. Uh, obviously, it doesn't mean that he would have wanted to join Wolves. He doesn't speak Portuguese, which William Jose does. So that's, that's a plus. Um, but he's another player. I think he's outscored his XG in his last three seasons. So that's similar to Jimenez. Uh, he got 11 goals in 26 games last season. So I just think that might have been a better fit if they could Maybe have persuaded him. Had that yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I, it's not, again, it's not one of those bad signings. I just think that it was just a bit, they needed a striker and a he impulsive. was available. I think as yeah. well with Fabio Silva as well, um, like maybe you need to incorporate him a bit more. And if they, they bring in this other striker, it's just even more competition. At least it's alone. So when Jimenez comes back, he might ne- not necessarily stick yeah. around. But I'd like to see Fabio Silva play a bit more personally. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll. This is quite a controversial one. All right. I've gone with Sebastian Haller. What? As bad. As bad. As this bad, is bad yeah. One, isn't it? yeah. Not necessarily for Ajax, but what the heck are West Ham doing? Yeah, I, I was at, I was considering that actually. Most most of the things I was just thinking, I was looking at them, I was like, that's just 
bad for the yeah, selling club. That is mainly what I found with this is he's he was. I know he was bought in for a big price. He bought him for forty five million, which is quite big for it. Um, yeah. Not a, like and not a top six club. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a big signing. I think it's a yeah. record signing for West Ham. I don't think of anyone who's come for more. Yeah. But I just sort of think, what are you doing? Like, you're having a good season, and now you're just relying. On, we talked about this the other day, actually. And now you're just relying on Antonio up front, and he's not the most reliable player. He scores like I think last season he scored about six in one month, but apart from that, had not managed many more. I think I, I think Antonio is, is like you say is, is good, but I, I think you saw like yesterday without him. They literally have no one. I was watching the United yeah. game yesterday. They just didn't have an outlook because there's no out-and-out strike. They had Yarmolenko up front, who also went off injured. Then they brought on like a youth team striker just not up front. Be able to do it. And then he got he got off again. So he, he yeah. was that poor. He just didn't the game. So they just don't have a recognised striker if Antonio's not fit. So even if he is fit and firing... Well, I just I didn't even think he'd been too great. poor this season. He'd got three goals in 16 appearances, which is isn't the best by any means, but you know, it's, it's just a, it's a recognized striker, you know, I don't know. Like the Ajax is very good business, although they have decided to leave him out. The Europa League. Yeah, I thought it, it was a computing error. Apparently that's, that's also <laughs> added know, to why it wasn't the best of signings. Cause now they're only going to be able to utilize him in the, their divise, which probably isn't as big a, <laughs> a challenge as the Europa League, yeah. which they probably can stand a decent chance in, you know, but his, his manager, he has played for before at Utrecht. I don't know how you say it, but he's managed two goals and four assists in six games already for Ajax. So realistically, it's good return. A goal with a goal contribution yeah. game, but still, I just don't know what West Ham are thinking, yeah. really. Yeah, no, I totally agree. <laughs> Poor West Ham, good well, probably good for Ajax. I think West Ham even playing, still paying for him now because I think they did the signing over three yes. seasons. That would make sense. So it's just a nightmare to be to be paying for a player that's not even signed on <laughs> no. to your club anymore. I just, I'm just, I hope that, I just sort of hope that he goes back to what he looked like at Frankfurt because he was quite good there and everybody seems to have thought oh god he's awful although he did score a bicycle kick recently didn't he at West Ham yeah I just when he signed yeah everyone was quite excited about it I think West Ham fans were like okay we're spending money yeah. finally and it hasn't worked didn't... out they wanted and the players that they although I think they've they, they've received 20 20 mil for him as well which is another point for why they've lost 25 million pounds there which is quite a yeah. lot for a smaller club in terms of financial power, I know there's a lot of problems over there yeah. with money, like how players have bought and stuff. But also, they have used that money wisely and invested in Benrahma full time, yeah, which that's I true. think is a good idea. So, West Ham, how do you feel? Um, right, so it's that's my last good one. good one, which is what, I, what I've Left are we escaping the champions? In my opinion, we are out of the championship now. Finally, Um, and it's for Kyoto Mori. He's gone on loan to Milan. Uh, It's twenty. It's a. It's not yet on loan, but he's got the option to buy of twenty six million. He's had a really good start. He's I think he's played two games in the league. and he came on in the, in the cup game. They lost, um, but I was compa- I was looking at last season because I, I couldn't quite figure out why Chelsea would include the option to buy because he's he's only twenty one, um, and I thought I'd compare his stats last season with uh, Christensen and Rudiger. He's only twenty one. I thought he was twenty. He's only twenty one. I don't think oh. so, unless I'm wrong. Look at that. Um, and either way. Either way, that's fine by me. He's 21 or 23. Um, he's young. One, he's the only left-footed centre-back at Chelsea, even this season. So, it's a bit unbalanced there um, to sell him. 
And I, I w- I've gone through all the stats. So his passing stats, obviously quite important for a centre-back at the moment, ball yeah. playing, uh, two goals, two shorts playing, three at the back at the moment. So you've got to be good on the ball. For for most passes, uh, I did all these stats per 90 because um, each of them have played a load of different amount of games so it wouldn't have made sense to do it otherwise. Uh, his passing, 65, that was first out of the five. Uh, his pass completion was 89%, which was third. So in the middle, progressive, the progressive distance of his passes was third. Uh, the only thing with passing, he was fourth in uh, long pass completion, which passes over 30 yards. So maybe that's a, that's a letdown for him. Um, the one, the one out, of, out of the three like, main stat blocks that I analysed, uh, his ability to be comfortable on the ball might, might be a reason that Chelsea are not really keen on him. But I think it's something he can prove anyway. Um, he, he'd been de- dispossessed more times per game than anyone of the five. Um, and he was second most uh, amount of times missed controls right. for 90 minutes. Um, but also, on the other hand, he's got the most successful dribbles per 90 minutes. So maybe it's because he's taken, he's trying to drive with the ball yeah. from the back of it more. Uh, so maybe that's why he's losing it a bit more. Um, and But then, obviously, your most important thing is your defensive stats um, as yeah. a defender. Um Interceptions, he was second. Fouls committed, uh, he was last. Which you is want to that's what you want. You don't, you don't want to have the most fouls made. He's second in the most tackles won. Second in the most blocked shots. Um, and the only thing that lets him down there is his errors leading to the goal, which he has made the most. But it's 0.11 per game. And Rudiger is 0.1. And Zuma is 0.09. So it's very close Talking between the three of them. Did you see his own goal yeah. the other day? Absolutely shocking. I, I, and that's what I wanted us out of the five that they have. Um, you Christensen's relatively young. Um, Zuma's quite young as well. Aspilicueta's yeah, he's captain, and uh, in all of the all of these stats, he's he's pretty much first. Yeah, Aspilicueta, Rudiger was, and uh, so then you've got Tomori, who was pretty much between second and fourth in all of them, but he was rarely at the bottom, bottom of these stats. Um, so, and it was always Rudiger at the bottom. So I just, and he's the oldest of the like the young lot. And obviously you're going to keep yeah. your club captain there. Um, so I just don't understand why they've included an option to buy. 26 million is not that much these days. He's, he's young. Uh, he, all of his stats look look decent enough. He's not he's not horrific in any area. He's got a bit of everything. He's got a bit he's got a bit of learning to do, uh, concentration maybe when he's when because he's losing the ball. But I, I think I just think it's a really good signing for Milan, and he's going to improve them this season. And if they do buy him, which I would imagine you would, I, I think that's a really good signing for the future. And I can only imagine him getting sold on for more yeah. after. I, I agree after completely that. as well. As well, like Thiago Silva's thirty six, he he won't be knocking around. Yeah. So I really think Chelsea have have not done the best. I haven't had the best idea there. I'd probably have aimed to get rid of Rudiger maybe as well because I I like Tamori. He's young and yeah. English as well, which sort of adds a bit more value. I think so. It just yeah, seems a bit balmy, but you know. Great signing from Milan, which great, was the main point. Great of yes. he was a <laughs> I guess you could do that either way. Uh, right, so my last good signing, I suppose. Good one. Uh, call me bias. I don't care. I think both <laughs> Kabak and Davis. I'm going to include them as one. I'm going. I'm okay. going to focus on Kabak, but overall, signing two de- central defenders is really going to boost Liverpool. I think, I hope. <laughs> uh, obviously, yeah. Liverpool are without all three of the senior centre-backs in Matip, Gomez and obviously Virgil van Dijk. So bringing in two centre-halves, out-and-out centre-halves, is the best decision. I'm not saying they need to start every game, but it just gives a bit more cover, really, because now we can we can start suggesting that Henderson goes back into the midfield, as I think he would be weaker of him and Fabinho at centre-half. But it's only a yeah. loan as well for Kabak. Uh, it's a one one point 
eight yeah. million, I think it was. Or it's not cost much to bring him initial, initially. Sorry, he's an aerial yeah. threat, so he's got a few goals for Schalke, and he's only twenty years old, which is pretty good considering, you know. There's time to grow, especially with centre-backs. They don't really hit their peak for a while. But he's been tipped to be one of the the better uh, youngsters um, um, inside Europe. So I'm pretty excited. The only thing that lets him down is he's come from Schalke. Because they're currently bottom yeah. of the Bundesliga. And they've conceded 52 goals in 20 games so far this season. Which is, which is um, yeah. interesting, I suppose. He's played 15 of those games. Yeah, I, I think... I, I, I'm i in two minds about the time. I think Kabak is fine. He's he's young. If Klopp wants to get his hands on him, he, he's almost yeah. certain to improve him. Is he going to improve his team not this, this season? season? I'm not in sure. In the future, you can see him playing alongside um, Van Dijk. You know. Yeah, definitely. It, Definitely good. To, uh, it's really cheap. I think they, oh, I can't remember if there's an option to no, buy, but it's not going to cost a lot. Um, but the one I don't know, the Ben Davis one, the Ben yeah. Davis one is, it's like, yes, let's get him in. We've got a centre-back. And I, I was listening to something yesterday and it said, just because he's new, you yeah. think he's better. But, but And he has been quality in the championship. There's no doubt about that. But just because he has been quality in the championship, if you if you replace if you put Reese Williams in the Preston team, does he look better? Is yeah. he that much of an upgrade? It. I get right. that completely. And, you, and I, I think you probably oh, there's been a, there's been a goal in the City game. It's one nil to Manchester City. They've had seventy seven percent possession, so they oh, are yeah. all over Swansea. It was um, I don't know who scored it yet, but I love but uh, oh, I just Carl Walker. I just Trauma think with Kabak and Davis, it's just. You know, if you'd brought in one centre-back as well, it would seem a bit less, oh dear, like we've still got, you know, we've still got a lot of injury problems. But now we've brought in two centre-backs, especially we, we're not relying everything on a 20-year-old Kabak, you know. And and I haven't really seen yeah. much of Davis, I'm not going to lie, didn't do as much reading on him as I did Kabak. But I think it's generally just a boost to the overall morale of being a Liverpool fan knowing we've brought in a couple more centre yeah. uh as well if Kabak doesn't turn turn out good we haven't gone out and splashed you know 50 million on a young defender which you know so certain clubs would yeah. do like he's young just chuck more money at him because he's young like if it doesn't work out we can send him back to Schalke yeah you know it just gives a bit more cover really mainly as well because like I said earlier we can start incorporating Henderson back into the midfield, which opens up a lot more opportunities because now we've got someone to cover Trent, who we all know likes to get forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think they are are both good. And Davis as well, he's he's proven himself in the championship. Again, it's English football, isn't it? He's a car... Yeah, so I, I think I, it, it's, whether or not it's an upgrade or not, it's a, it's another centre-back, it's a, and it's, yeah, the main thing was getting a exactly. centre-back to play at centre-back. <laughs> it, it just seems like, a, it just is smart from from Klopp, especially how a few like days before the end of the transfer window, all these Liverpool fans are hearing, yeah, not bringing anyone in, and Matip's injury, meaning we had zero senior centre-backs. <laughs> I think was the thing that pushed the board over the yeah. limit and they're like, ah, right, okay, yeah. Yeah. Right, on to my worst signing of the January transfer window and this is going to be um Oh, could it be the same as what I've put? Um, Mine's also quite controversial. But... <laughs> yes, right, the same, I've gone man. Martin Odegaard. Right, that's good. We can talk together then. Yeah. Um, basically, it just... It just is stunts the development of what they've already got mm. is, ma- is the main point. His quality, there's no doubt about that. He, ha- he hasn't played a lot this season at all. Last season, though, he, yeah, he's created, he was quality for Sociedad. He's got the most passes into the box, the most key passes, the most carries into the final third, the most successful dribbles, the most shot in action. So he was literally one of their main creative forces. Yeah. But... As much as he's a quality player, Arsenal don't have that many aspirations this season. 
they've they uh, are 11th. where are they in the league? Eleventh, they're eleventh in the league. They're six points of, off seventh, which is realistically where Europa League is going to come if one of those top five clubs wins the FA Cup and League Cup, yeah. which they're out of both of. But also, six six points off seventh isn't that much, but you consider the four teams in front of them fighting for that. Leeds and Spurs have both got a game in hand and Everton and Villa have got two games in hand. So that will stretch out a little bit more as well. So realistically, they're fighting, fighting as maybe for seventh, but mo- mostly in the Europa League, which I there's so many good clubs in at the moment. Expect for Champions League football, that's their only opportunity. Exactly. But, uh, but I for just, European, I agree with you completely. I just uh, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's obviously good if he's if he's been at Real Madrid since he's sixteen. He's now twenty two. It just I just struggle to see why he'd put so much pressure on himself. Really, because Arsenal are absolutely desperate. Well, before especially before like uh, Smith Rowe's been introduced into the starting eleven. They're desperate for somebody who can create yeah. stuff. And they've just, you know, they've just said bye-bye to Mesut Ozil. He's gone off to Turkey. And it just feels like he's got massive, massive boots to fill. I, I think as well, my, my main issue with it is Smith, you bet your front three, if everyone's fit, is probably Lacazette's the top goal scorer this season. So he starts Aubameyang on the has to start and Saka has to start which, which leaves you a number 10 so you, no. you can't play Smith-Rowe then and I, I if this if this deal has an option to buy it's quality um, but it's, it doesn't so it's basically if he's good if he sets the world light on this Real Madrid sell him or play him but they sell him yeah. for a higher fee to a better club and if he's bad then obviously it was a waste of time but I think it just Smith Rowe's been quality for Arsenal. He's so unselfish. He creates so much space for everyone else. He like one of those players that will make a run, knowing he's not going to get the ball, but will get get rid of defenders out of the way. I think he's got um, five goals, no five assists and two goals, and he hasn't he hasn't been in the team that much. He's only been introduced recently. They shipped Willock out on loan to Newcastle. I just don't think that's going to. It's not the best place to be on that on loan. It's like a club fight, and they don't play the best football. He's off to a great start, but if they didn't bring in Smith, if they didn't bring in Odegaard, and they kept playing Smith Rowe and Willock off the bench, um, it was just be- better to get minutes from from where you're playing good football on top, um, and not just no, 100%. battling at the back. So I just I just think it would have been a s- smarter to. Fully embed Smith Rowe into that team because he has looked quality and, and get your front four as Lacazette, Aubameyang, Smith Rowe, and Saka. We're looking here and there. You've got Martinelli, he's now going to be another place down the pecking order. You've got Pepe, Nelson, Ceballos, and Willian. They've got options there. They're not the best options, but I would have just embedded the youngsters for the rest of this season because there's not really no. a lot to play for. Get them in, and then for next season, have no. Europe to worry about and you'll have an experienced Smith Rowe who knows what he's about you'll have uh, Willock will be a better player Saka will be a better player Martinelli will be a better player and yeah and and then if you want to splash the cash on a attack midfielder then maybe get another one in for a whole season where, where you're you're ready you've got less games because you won't be worried about the Europa League and you can maybe well exactly as well I just four. don't think Smith Rowe's experienced enough and you know there was I think Sociedad were back in for him. After, well, he's obviously... Zidane's decided, yeah, I don't want you that. around at this moment in time. Whether he wants him around at all, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But it's just sort of like, why... Go back to Sociedad, where he was very good, I believe. And it's just, you know, and if he's going to be playing for Madrid, yeah. what's the best thing to do? Get La Liga experience. Don't come to arguably the hardest yeah. league on the planet. And I don't know how much of a say Odegaard's had, but I presume he's had a bit more than people might suggest. And don't just come here and, you know, we've seen a lot of people come come from abroad and just not work out. Like Havertz, everybody, yeah. you know, you'd argue that Havertz was a better player than Odegaard and he's, not, he's come over and he's struggled big time. Werner, you, you know, it's just... Yeah. I think maybe it's that as well. It's because it's on loan. He did, I've, I've got that. That 
he, he has to come in. He has to get acclimatized no. with it. He won't have his family with him. Um, so he's got exactly. ad- and he's got to adapt instantly. Um, and not, and it's like Havertz and Havertz and Werner. Okay, have a bad season. Have another preseason with the club, and you're fine. You've got no, you've got mm. as many seasons as you want to go again. But Odegaard's got six months to make an impact. And and the same thing is now it'll, it'll probably go in. No, score enough, twelve yeah. and assist twenty six. But I just, um, but yeah, I just don't think it was a good fit. I, he could he quality player, no doubt. I just don't think it was worth worth stunt getting rid of Willock on loan and, and stunting Smith Rowe and Martin Lee's development. It's the right time for him either. Like, really? you know, Arsenal, Arsenal could have just gone out and got a bit more of an experienced player, especially like. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, yeah. Gomez went for five million, which is, which is crazy. You know, you can yeah. get somebody who's so much just not better but proven. You know, like Odegaard's struggling at Madrid, yeah. which you know is understandable. There's players in the team, but Madrid had a big old. He started five games this season, so he's not even. He's probably. He's fit, but he's probably not no, exactly. Match I know that as well. A lot of people, uh, sorry, a lot of players for Madrid have been injured as well. Like they've had a, they've got a massive injury yeah. list at the moment as well. So just sort of, I don't think Arsenal was the move for him. I think he genuinely would have been better off going back to Sociedad. I don't know if he had the say, like I said, but I just, I just struggled to see it working out. And he's played already, hasn't he? He started. Yeah. He he came, and it was he awful. Wasn't he? Or came on. He didn't yeah. play very well. They they, they lost to Villa. I don't. I don't. I don't mean really I got on, but he didn't. Get I didn't watch the game. So and didn't look at how he's played. I should have. But I saw something on Twitter that said Odegaard more like Odegaard, and you know, there's only one way that can go. He's just. Yeah, I I think it's, yeah he could be could be quality. I think it's hard oh, yeah. to judge him I, off just that those few minutes. Uh, like I said, he's a good, good like, side, all but, the bad transfers of yeah. good players. It's just not the right fit, and I hope it works out honestly because I'd like Arsenal and I like Odegaard. Right then, uh, last last one. Did I've you, got a couple. Uh, one dark horse. But I've only really gone into detail on one. I've got a couple, but I'll let you go. Should we do our honourable yeah, yeah, mentions then? Uh, do you want to? So, like, uh, you wait, what's an honourable mention? Haven't gone into detail on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just basically like... went straight to Leverkusen. Um, because they've signed. Uh, Jeremy Frimpong yep. from Celtic is a young fullback who really promising player. Um. It's just and Leverkusen are building a really good young squad at the moment, um, and and yeah, just like for the future, they're like really getting to like they've lost Havertz, but like we've spoke yeah. about before, they've got that Verts, um, who looks really good as only a teenager. Yeah, they signed Fosu Mensa, who's always been on the books at Man United. He hadn't been out on loan that much, so they must rate him enough to have kept him there for this long. So I think it'll be a really good chance for him to get some minutes. Um, but the one I right. went into was Damari Gray, who they signed from Leicester. Uh, it's two million, so it's it's twenty four, isn't it? Uh, for for teams nowadays, he, yeah, he's twenty four. Um, he played seventeen minutes uh, for Leverkusen so far. He's got a goal already, so that's the best start you can ask for. Um, last season he played 21 games we only got three starts for Leicester we got two goals and three assists in that time so it's not that bad given the minutes um and then the season before it was he played 34 games got 23 starts he got four goals and one assist um in that season he's actually the wow. third top sco- scorer for Leicester um only, only I think it was Vardy and Madison had more uh he got the second most uh, successful dribbles in that season and first in the most carries into the box. So he, he's he's going to get the ball in just in the final third and just drive with the ball. And uh, and I think in in the Bundesliga sort of play where it's a lot of quick uh, like counter attacks, um, I think he could be really good. He's always had 
a few goals and a few assists. He's never really had one like big, big season where it's he's he, so he needs to like up, upgrade yeah. that in a way. Uh, get those that gets get his actual numbers higher. He uh, he's a Premier League winner. Did he did he join um, in January? Did that's, he? That's, he's got a trophy. In. Yeah, yeah, he's still he's a got enough appearances, so he's all good. Um, uh, yeah, so I just think it could be one of those well, where we not, don't hear I about him forever. I, again. I like him. Um, but but yeah, it could be a move where this is the like the turning point, and he really starts to push on and and get. He just needs yeah. that consistent game time, get himself in the goals, and well, hopefully think, it works out. I for think him. it could be a good move. All right, well, I'll just shall I go on to mine. Are you okay? Um, I've gone for attackers. Yeah. Mainly because yeah. you know, why not? Uh, Jean Paul Mateta, I think that's how he says his name. He's, he's gone to Palace. Check that yeah. one in for you, Luke. I'm excited to see how he gets on. I think it's a good idea from, from Palace. He's he managed, uh, I think it's nine goals from his first 10 appearances, but hasn't scored since November for Mainz. But hopefully, yeah, they need a striker, don't they? They need. They've got so many players out. They've got so many players out of contracts in the summer, which is a problem. But they have they've got strikers, but they're they've got I think they've got Benteke, who's out who's not scoring a lot of goals. They've got Ayu's not scoring a lot of well. goals. So they just Batshuayi as well on loan, yes, and, and now they've got Mateta. So they've got options. It's just they need some signs to play on some long long term contracts because I think they've got over five or six yeah. players out of contracts well, in the summer, so they're in a bit of trouble. That gets all worked out. Um, also, the youngster who's just joined Manchester United, Diallo, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to yeah. see how he gets on because he's got one hell of a, a price tag on him as well. It could rise to 37 million or something. Yeah, yeah. And this kid's like 18, I think, or something. So I know he's been doing quite well for the under 21s yeah. or under 23s. I'm not sure which one it was. Right. And then the, the, the person I do want to go into detail on is Musa Dembele. He's just joined Atletico Madrid on loan. He's 24. Yeah. And I just think this is a really good signing. Honestly, he's only on loan, but Atletico Madrid have had one recognised striker in Luis Suarez, who's 34. He's going to get game time. Yeah. And it's likely he's going to win the La, La Liga. So, I just think it's a good... Like, if it doesn't work out, you can always, you know, cut your losses and send him back to Lyon. But, I hope... He's 24 and he's he's French. He's a striker. And hopefully he can just... I'm just excited to see how he gets on, really. The only thing that made me put him in the dark horse as opposed to a better yeah. signing... Is the fact he's played 16 games for Leon this season and only managed one goal. He was quality. I remember when he played for Celtic, he literally any I think he checked, fell out with someone, he, didn't he? he got... so... Yeah, he still has to... I think he still quite likes what likes what you see on Twitter whenever it ranges and Celtic plays always piping up a bit, which he won't be at the moment. Best to keep his mouth um, shut at the moment, maybe. But yeah. I don't know. I'm just I just think it's a smart signing. Like yeah, Diego yeah, Costa's like... Now he's not at the club, I don't think. So I just think, I think it's a good sign and gets no, yeah, him a bit younger. And he's ten years younger than Luis Suarez, and Luis Suarez is probably going to be starting the games. But you know, if you yeah. need somebody to come on, he's he's not young. He's got some good experiences. Played across Europe. He's played for Fulham, Celtic, Leon, and now Atletico Madrid. So he's he's played in numerous leagues, and hopefully yeah. Diego Simeone, who's a very good coach, can sort him out and make him, you know just a bit add that little something to him um, let's get into some uh, before we just go quickly through the games that are on tonight um, just the main ones you've got Swansea City now which should be should be a quick pretty comfortable win for City from here Swansea are top, like top know, do doing you? well in the championship but uh, they've made quite a lot of changes you can see all of their focus is on uh, championship and all those cities have done the same. The changes for Swansea and yes. changes for City mean City have day, changed the port in. So, um, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, you got Leicester Brighton in the cup as well. Um, Le- I think Leicester should have it, but the, it's like most teams you you would it's think the cup, that they're though. safe now. So maybe Brighton. Yeah. Like exactly. well, let's have a cup run because Le- Leicester Leicester yeah. have got more eyes elsewhere. That's my so I think Leicester Rogers is more likely to ring the changes and Potter might just say right, we'll just play our best eleven and. Give this a go. Yeah, uh, Sheffield United versus City. That could be a close game. Um, I think Sheffield United might come out on top just because I think Wilder will just want to get the wins where he can get the wins just to try and keep a bit for it. They're not in the worst of form at the moment. They just decided to see them so yeah. horrifically that it looks awful. Um, and then the big game in the FA Cup tonight it's is Everton be, it's Spurs. Uh, I, just, I presume Delhi Ali will come a tough game at the moment. Um, yeah, you might see Ali, you might see Bale. Um, uh, but I think early on in the season, was the uh, first game of the season, Everton beat Spurs 1 0. Yes. Spurs are shocking in that game. Spurs seem uh, to be getting back to what yeah, they used uh, to look like. They've started picking up a bit of form after that, a dodgy start, haven't they? So hopefully they can. Well, obviously, it's a Liverpool fan. They beat West Brom, but before that, they were just very poor. Uh, Just against Chelsea, just had nothing. Against Brighton. This will be a real test for Jose. Um, Again, I think it'll be a close game. Going to be winning the league, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, that's what I think. This is for both clubs, this is. A really good chance of a trophy. Um, obviously, it's you, you always look at City to be who you're going to play in the final. Um, but yeah, both of these sides, if they're looking at trophies, this, this is going to be a chance. Uh, except what well, the Carabao Cup as well for Spurs because they're in the final. Um, then there's Reading Brentford, which is a top of the table clash in the Championship. Reading a fourth, Brentford a second. Reading surprised me. I did not expect them to be anywhere near this high up at this stage of the season. Um, but the form Brentford are in at this point, they literally can't stop scoring. So I would yeah, probably I'd... back Brentford for a win there. And then in the semi-final of the Coppa Ooh. Italia, it's Atalanta versus Napoli, who will you know, will face Juventus in the final. Who beat? Yeah, I didn't realise like it was two legs. legs. So on uh, on Sunday, I said. Oh, Inter already out, not knowing there was a second leg, but luckily they are, well, luckily for me. <laughs> get me, yeah, get me, I've just predicted everything, mate. But yeah, that's nil-nil so on, Who so on aggregate, we'll, so that's all to play for. I don't know, Atalanta is so unpredictable. Um, they, like, three nil up at the weekend. Uh, for Drew Friel. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Napoli for just to Atlanta home win. But yeah, both teams have been a bit like sporadic. Yeah, 100%. Depends what team shows up. Um, right then, last thing to do is get into our our actual predictions, which we're we're going to make a a league table. Um, I, I don't know if you want to do, do you want to do two points for a correct result and one point for. Well, no, two yeah, for a correct that. score and one for a correct result. Okay, so I'm on two. <laughs> um, so, oh. so you're on none and I'm on none. Um, and we'll, we'll make a table. And we're going to do the five games. Five games. Um, yeah, so, and we'll just continue with this. And whoever's got it at the end, we'll, we'll finish at the end of the we'll season and that'll be season, one league. Um, we'll start again. Uh, so, yeah, first game. Um, Leicester Liverpool. You might call me a nutter, what are you going for? I'm going to go for a 2 0 win to Liverpool. I think Liverpool are going to bounce back away from home. Right. They haven't been too shabby away from home. And Leicester have, I'd say, a weaker squad yeah. depth. Both teams have got big games coming up. So I think it'll be a chance yeah. that, you know, Leicester have got a Europa League game. They've got to travel to uh, Republic 4. So I think they'll probably rest some players and I yeah. think Liverpool have the stronger squad depth. Hopefully we can bounce back. 
Um, yeah, I, I think this. My my brain. I, I've I've predicted three one to Liverpool. I think this will this will be the them trying to get back on track after a few bad results. Um, but wow. yeah, Leicester are up there for a reason. So I, I they've I been some be, big teams as well this season. Leicester, they they beat City five, five two or three at the start of the season. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, talking about City, City Spurs is is the right. other big game what have you gone England for? on the Saturday. Oh, this is such a tough one. I've I've gone for a one 0 City win. I I can see Mourinho just parking the bus. It's sort of similar to the two one Liverpool win earlier on in the season against Spurs, where it, there was there was the two goals, but other than that, it was just Spurs defending. They, they didn't play that bad. That was quite a good performance actually. But I just I can see Spurs just holding and holding and holding, but a, a moment of magical just getting the one goal for I've gone for, for a one-one one draw. A one-all draw. I think I could see Spurs taking yeah. an early lead, which is what, what they've done a few times, and just def- trying to defend that the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, not, that's not what you want and as well, Spurs to always do quite well. Early, so, I think. Right. Same for Liverpool versus Leicester. They always... Seem to well yeah. recently we've done quite well against Leicester. Not that Touchwood we can do it again, but I think I think like Harry Kane's back as well, which is the biggest thing really. And hopefully, yeah. he can drag them through and uh, stop City running away with it so much. The only thing with this one as well is yeah. the amount of changes City have made for this game uh, on against Swansea, but I don't think Spurs. Will maybe may be able to make the same changes because obviously haven't they got the depth anyway. Like City, you could make two reasonably strong starting elevens out of. Presuming everybody was fit, of course, but you know, yeah. not every player is going to get rested. Realistically, it's a big game. Uh, right, I, I, was I, I haven't really Uday. kept an eye on Napoli so much, but I looked it up, and I'm going to go three-one Juventus. Right. Okay. I've gone two one Juventus. I think that could be a close game. Juventus haven't been anywhere near three one. The... Yeah. Did you say three one? Yeah. They haven't been anywhere near the Juventus we know, but the fact yeah. they're still in a title race just shows how good they have been. I don't in think they're a team to uh, cancel out at all. I think so, Ronaldo yeah. will show up probably. It's just mental, yeah, really. Just but, you know, he'll turn all up the and time. he'll Constant. do a job, and they'll probably annihilate them because Napoli haven't had the best form recently. I don't think they lost to Genoa on Saturday. Yeah, uh, recently also lost to Verona. Yeah, uh, the next one was I've again gone in Italy. It's Inter versus to Inter. Yes, what have you gone for? Have yeah. Ooh. I have gone for a 2-2 draw. I think Lazio are capable of goals. Um, Inter are as well. Um, well, not yesterday. Um, yeah, I can see like, Immobile getting on the score sheet, Lukaku. I um, <laughs> don't know, Ashley Young maybe to get an equaliser. Um, and then the, uh, the last one uh, is on to the Sunday for the Premier League games Ooh. and that is going to be Arsenal versus Leeds. What are you thinking? I've gone... I thought... Do you know what? I thought if <laughs> I'm just... Like every week well. I'm just going to go for one. Just going to... 4-1. Put it, put it out there. I've gone 4-1 I've gone Leeds. 3-0 to Leeds. Yeah. We're really not. Oh my gosh. I we're not back in Arsenal with him much are And they... I just can see them coming this out. This is like this. popping a few in, and Arsenal just being embarrassed again. There's only two things that could go against us here. One, <laughs> yeah. what's going to actually happen Arsenal is Odegaard's going to Odegaard's gonna score a hat trick, and they're going to actually smash it. Yeah, but I also think Arsenal have been capable of defending and countering, and sometimes against Le- Leeds, that's such a fucking positive work. Yeah, because Leeds can just chuck men forwards. But if, if you can hold on and then get him on the break 
and one nil. They'll just keep doing the same thing. So just hold it to one nil, and then in the 60, 70th minute, they'll tire a little bit, and then you can put another well, another um, goal pass well, and give yourself a bit of a cushion. Of defenses, but yeah, that actual defenders or something. Yeah, yeah. Especially not centre-backs. So, I can see them, hopefully. Well, it'll be an interesting match. I don't know who I want to win. I don't really have any... Either way, hard yeah, It's one of those games. It could be... Uh, Leeds could smash him. Arsenal could smash him. It probably end, it might end up being nil-nil. But, yeah, um, you would imagine it'll be, they'll be gone. Either that or... Whenever Leeds... You know, Arsenal just pull a one-nil win. <laughs> Yeah, that could happen. Thank you um, for listening. Yeah, that's all for all for today's episode. Yeah, and uh, we will be recording again on Monday for rounding up all the all the games. Uh, we'll, hopefully, I can uh, review our predictions, um, and we'll keep an eye. Yeah, hopefully, the, uh, it's transfer windows throughout the season. See how they get on. Better of a weekend for Liverpool, really. <laughs> As yeah, well, you always hope it's not. Well, no, I hope it's not. Oh, well. Thank you for listening very much. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, please. And, yeah, follow the Twitter um, at Corridor of UNCE2. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>